Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Okay, that worked. That worked. That worked. Yeah. That worked. So, so that should still work. Oh, yeah. This absolutely works. Ali, say something. Yeah. Check, check, check. Wow. Mike, Mike check one, two, one, good. two. I do. do I sound okay? Yeah. You everybody do. sounds good. God damn. We, sound guys, good. we have radio voices right now. Like, you know, this. <laughs> This is very professional. And I don't want to say this. we're a big deal, but we're kind of a big deal. It's taken deal. us this long to figure out Anchor. <laughs> oh Thank you, God. Anchor, for making this so easy. Anchor, Thank sponsor God. us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, listen, look, I mean, this is a celebratory episode, I think, because for us to sound this good and for us to... I mean, look this good all at the same time. And we figured it out without like busting a limb somehow. That's some, that's some progress. And I know that taking care of this business has been kind of a headache, kind of challenging, but that's the whole point of rad is to grow, evolve. And I think that we do that perfectly on this podcast. So let's, well, I don't know that we should get excited yet because we haven't actually uploaded it yet. So if you're listening to this, it works. We haven't uploaded yet, but I, I believe in us. I believe in what we can create because we've gotten this far so far. You but don't good. you think don't you think it's good to do these sort of challenging things with your friends? Like there's not a lot of friends that I've been sitting here and I'm like, are you muted? How's this happening? Somebody download this. <laughs> like like, you know, the friendship has evolved from, you know, our personal issues into tech issues. And now we can <laughs> dive back into personal issues and it's all sounding really good. So I'm well, I'm very a few seconds ago before we started recording we were all you know really concerned that our video wasn't going to go through and we all sat in silence for like <laughs> a good 15 seconds just like let's just think on this yeah, we're, we were very confused but so I, I, I'm actually very proud of us this same. is great it just goes to show what a moment of silence can do as a collective as a unit <laughs> just literally putting your heads together and doing the hard things and you know that's sort of what inspired today's episode was we thought it'd be a lot of fun to talk about some of the things that can be the moments of silence where you put your head down, you get to work, you're, you, you grind through it. And um, we thought it'd be so much fun to talk about probably the top three, would you guys say, like the top three topics that we get asked about both individually between the three of us and together through RAD. Um, so, you know, big thanks to our listeners, because now we know that some of the things you'd like to chat about with us are health um, motherhood for those who are impending motherhood as well and um, relationships you know also uh, you know the vast definition of relationships and so we're going to kick off we're going to kick off with health being one of those things that I, th I think all of us have had to put our heads down get a little quiet figure out what health means to us and we've had some pretty transformative journeys so far for health for all three of us. So what, like, you know, what's one of your biggest struggles when it comes to health? I think a lot of people have struggled with that, especially over the last year. Um, but we've been, we've been at this for a little while now. So when it comes to that, what is one of the biggest struggles that you've, that you've had to kind of get quiet and, and, and come to a plan for yourself with? I, I think this is a good opportunity. And Raina, I, I, I know you hate it 
when you are I know when you are not prepared and then a question is directed to you you're like not me don't pick me not me but I feel like that if you don't kind of kick it off with a bit of your health journey um kind of where you were and stuff like all of us have our stories but yours I I mean I can speak as a bestie like is incredibly inspiring and I think that if you don't know Raina's backstory health wise um I don't know if you I I mean just take it away like if you can just kind of unpack that and we can all chip in and and share little tidbits of how that growth because what you went through inspired me and has helped me and I know that Amanda has also grown from a lot of things that you've learned and that sort of stuff but let's let's go back let's go back yeah, well, even when Amanda started and we we picked health, we didn't really chat before we started recording about what we were going to talk about when it comes to health or any of that kind of thing. So I feel like I've shared so many times my physical health that I just went straight to like mental health, right? Like I need to talk about that. But I think my mental health plays a huge role in my life because of the physical stuff that I went through. And so I guess, I mean... I, in 2016, was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Um, I had no idea what it was. I think for, like, the first year, I was just, like, cool. I think I just have diarrhea a lot. And, like, that's kind of the majority of what it was. Um, But I didn't realize, you know, sometimes I wish I knew then what I know now about my health and the thoughts that we have and our beliefs that we have and the negative you know, thoughts and talk and how much it really plays a role in our health. Cause I can look back and pinpoint, you know, I used to say, oh, it was caused from nutrition. A hundred percent nutrition is why I had ulcerative colitis or why I got diagnosed. But now I know it was the stress that I went through and the trauma that I went through and the negative thought processes that I developed through years of shit as we all do. And I really believe that that led to the illness and the disease that I got, but I didn't really, again, take it kind of seriously or anything like that until, until I filed for divorce and everything kind of enhanced. I got thrown into this, what's called a flare with my ulcerative colitis. And, um, I'm like shaking talking about it. Is that insane? Like a physical reaction coming from me just talking about my health. Um, it's not, it's not insane because just what you've shared already has has me shaking and it wasn't even my experience it's heavy you know you went through a whole lot of of even learning what the words meant let alone learning what your body was doing and that's like a dump truck of education that nobody needs in one sitting so you know what how did you you know take that brave leap into acknowledging that like the mind body food that all of it was married like what you know what sort of deep dive into research did you have to do to figure that out you know I think I just stumbled into it after I went through I'm gonna say can I have permission to say like a depression in 2020 I think we all went through this like very dark spot (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean to like just put it lightly right a dark spot it was like very dark and in that process like again which is like in this last year I started to read a lot about and a lot of my like books and personal development was around our thoughts and how they you know manifest different things and you know all of that kind of stuff and through that realized and I even read I think I've shared that book uh the lost connections or lost connections or something like that before but it talks so much about social media and people and 
you know, our disconnection with, you know, society and not taking our health seriously and all of these different things have led to health issues, not just not taking care of your body, but also the negative thought processes and the amount of stress that you allow in your life and all of these different things. And so I was like, oh my God, I went through like so much shit for so many years with my ex, like no wonder my intestines, you know, and when you learn about like, your different areas and what emotions you're holding in certain areas of your body, like my intestines being removed. I'm like, that was holding like all kinds of just trauma, I believe. Right. And can I ask a question? So like, you know, for someone that is listening and doesn't quite understand what your body went through, when you say you had your intestines removed, like you have no, what's happening? (laughs) Like what's happening there? You had your intestines removed. 2016 you know the diagnosis and it was like within a year I filed for divorce and then had that flare and that's kind of when everything so the flare was like I was starting to go to the bathroom a lot I like I remember the very first time I had to call my now ex-husband to be like hey I need you to bring me pants and underwear because I literally just crapped my pants in King Super like I wasn't able to make it to the bathroom at the grocery store in time it was just like having moments like that where I was like okay something's like needs to happen so I went to the doctor and they said my ulcerative colitis had like progressed to like very severe and I was going to need to be, you know, put on all these medications and I was doing uh, medications like through an IV. Um, I would go in every couple of weeks and get medication and nothing was really helping. And for about, I don't even think it lasted that long. We tried medication for probably six months and then went to the doctor and he was like, nothing's helping. You have this choice and this choice. And it was either like continue more medication and more this and more this and The breaking point for me was I went to an acupuncture appointment because I was trying everything I could to not have to take all the medication in the world. Went to an acupuncture appointment. I'm sitting there. I've got like, you know, the needles in me everywhere. And I felt the need to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, I need to push the button. So I'm like, button, buttons. Like I'm pushing, I'm like clenching everything in my body. And so the needles are starting to hurt. And I end up shitting my pants on the acupuncturist table. The most humiliating, I, ne- I never even made eye contact with her. Like, you know, she came in and I didn't tell her anything. I, she took all the needles out. I'm sure she could smell it. You know, she's probably like, this girl just like shit herself for sure. Um, and I just like get dressed and I bounce. And I called my ex-husband crying my eyes out. And I was like, you have to take me to the hospital. You have to take me today. And so I ended up having um, a total colectomy, which is like they removed my entire large intestine um, and some of my small intestine. And then I now have an ileostomy bag. So that's what I meant by not having an intestine anymore. But it's just, you know, all of that, like even in the moment, I was like my health, I shouldn't have had eating disorders. I was like beating myself up for all of these things when it comes to nutrition, when this year I just had my eyes open to the fact of like, no, like you know, my mother, my ex-mother-in-law told me once, she was like, Raina, if you stayed, if you would have stayed with him, he would have killed you. And I didn't realize what she meant until this year, until like the mental aspect of it and like realizing how much that had a role in my health. So in this like slowdown journey of, you know, 2020 that we've been talking nonstop about, it's been like, no, I have to, because I know that if I don't, something else is going to malfunction. Does that make sense? 
Oh man, it does. And thanks for sharing that. It's actually like <laughs> trying not to like crack no, my voice as I'm like holding emotions. In. But I'm, I'm like, there's not many stories of your life that I don't know. And I didn't know that one. No. You yeah. pooping on an acupuncturist table is classic. Like, yeah. I, like, like I talk been about an acupuncturist. No, but talk <laughs> about a pivotal moment where you were like this, I can only picture you with needles everywhere, pushing a button going, it's where this is not good. It's happening. Um, it's it's happening. the wedding dress scene in Bridesmaids yes. where I'm just like, and it's happening. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that I would have laughed at that point, but in the movie with that scene, I, I can honestly say I have never laughed that hard in a movie. I was doubled over when those girls all came running out in their bridesmaids. Anyways, Same. you know, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to go see bridesmaids. Avi. Yeah. But Avi. I think that like anybody that goes through any type of trauma or even just like, you know, um, a change physically. So that's what I think is so interesting is that you know, you had this, would we call it an elective surgery? Like you chose to have it done, but you go in looking one way, coming out a different way. And I can only imagine that there is some mental tweaking that you need to do, to do even though that there was like a deep appreciation. I know you've told me that you were like, this saved my life. So it wasn't like I had to come to terms with it. But now that you're out of that, right? You've now got a new partner. You have to introduce yourself as this. You show up on social media. This is all part of your story and your history. What have you learned about body image? I mean, it has shifted so much. You know, I remember developing my, I didn't develop this eating disorders that I struggled with until after I had children. That was really the first time I kind of struggled with body image. And then you know, going through the eating disorders, I would gain 40 pounds and then lose 20 and be like, I'm hot again, right? And then gain 30 more and then lose some. And so I was constantly in this cycle as a parent, which I think adds an additional mental kind of mind fuck, if you will, where you're like, I literally birthed a child. Where's these, this extra skin? I now have weird boobs, like everything kind of shifts. And so I did develop some confidence back through the, you know, we all do the same workout, same programs, all those things. So like, so through that, through moving my body and falling in love with workouts again and taking care of my body with nutrition, like fell in love with myself again. Right. And had this great image of my body and things like that. And then, you know, for, you know, six months to go by. And then I wake up in a hospital with this, like with my intestine literally sticking out of my stomach. It was kind of I cried a lot um, at first, but also I was single and I had just gotten a divorce and my kids were young and knew all about it and had been like through the entire struggle with me. And like literally everyone in my bubble had kind of been on the journey with me. So there was no one that I kind of saw that would like, I don't know, like make fun of it or not support me or anything like that. You know what I mean? I don't think I experienced that until I share on social media. And then that's when kind of the trolls come out and things like that when it comes to my ileostomy. But I mean, I, I remember going on Tinder <laughs> before I met Chad and just being like, okay, I have to show whoever I go on a date with has to see my Instagram because I don't want to have to like in person, tell them I have an ileostomy. I don't want to have to like introduce myself in any way here. I like poop in a bag. Like I didn't want to have to do that. And so I made sure before I went on a date that they followed me on Instagram because that's where I, that was my safe place, right? To talk about it and all of that kind of stuff. And 
So yeah, I don't know. I always said I needed to find somebody in the medical field so that they wouldn't be grossed out by it. And look what I got. Look what you <laughs> so. found. Talk about manifesting that shit. I know. <laughs> look, I know. I, it's it's such an important thing because like Ali was kind of alluding to is that like this physical thing to, that rocked your absolute world and it led to taking your health like 10x more seriously and we've chatted a bit about motherhood and and you've shared your story about like prior to pregnancy like health wasn't really at the forefront of your mind and even during pregnancy like you wish you had explored your body or taken a bigger interest but it sounds like this was the thing it sounds like this was the catalyst that even though you'd sort of fallen back in love with yourself and and the tools and and we all love um it the exact same sort of at-home tools and workouts and things like that but this was the thing that helped you prioritize your health. So yeah. what, how does prioritizing not even, your health look? I, well, I want to add, it wasn't even like the physical body image thing that I was like right. shifting and, and concerned about. Like for me, the coolest thing, and I think the, the piece of it that brought me the most like comfort and a way to like kind of cope with it and accept it was like, I now got to see not just the physical side of my body, but like how it actually worked. And like, when I eat food, what's happening and how right. quickly my body processes it. And like all of these things kind of gave me a deeper dive into like, what does feel good for my body to eat and like that kind of thing. And so it helped in so many ways mentally too. just, I don't binge eat anymore. I don't struggle with any eating issues because I know too much <laughs> of like how my food works. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh absolutely. My yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> Amanda and I are both like, oh my God. Yeah. But oh at God, the same yeah. time, my daughter all the time, Mackenzie, she's like, I want a Nelly Ostomy bag. <laughs> I want a Nelly Ostomy. So she, but that's what I was going to say is that Ali and I are both like, of course, yeah, we get it. But the reality is that that's very, it's impossible to understand unless you've actually physically been in the body and shoes of a person who navigates it. So, yeah, I mean, this at this point feels like a big turning point because you've been fascinated by your own body and being. And it has absolutely led to you what it sounds like is not needing to go for appointments every week to, for medication. Like you've yeah. literally healed with food and movement and meditation and um, awe and positivity and amazement of your body. Um, how, like, what would you say is the most fulfilling part about this newfound superpower in a way? Mm. Having it? <laughs> yeah. I don't just, I, I mean, I think, yeah, I struggled for so long. It, like it started with anorexia after I was pregnant and not wanting to eat and, you know, having my Cheerio diet, I called it, where I'd literally eat a handful of Cheerios until dinner. And then I just, you know, be good. And I got to skin and bones and then developing, you know, bulimia and taking, you know, literally like diarrhea medication until I was, and then I'm like, okay, no wonder you developed ulcerative colitis. You popped you know, I mean, it's just insane. So like, I've literally just been on this aha of like, can I say eating disorders, but I don't want to be like attacked in a sense of like, it's, this isn't like the cure all you don't need an ileostomy bag to get your eating disorder, but just being just being forced to being so ultimately aware of what my food was doing in my body. Like, I think it's the coolest thing. And I'll share because I don't, I don't think it's gross, but like, I'll eat guacamole you know at a restaurant with like cilantro in it and it will literally come out in my bag like unprocessed and I'm like well I don't digest that 
right? Like that's hard to digest. Like things like that just, it, it makes, you know, if you eat something bad and you're like, okay, well that didn't feel good or that, you know, didn't look the way it was supposed to look like it's this, you know, I don't know how to even say it, just this like VIP vision of like what's going on. And I think that is something I'm incredibly grateful for because it has really helped me so much with the past eating issues that I ever struggled with, you know. I think that that's such a blessing because it's amazing how lazy we all are with our bodies. Yes. Like, it, like I mean, I would never know if cilantro, you know, does anything to me, nor would I take the time to figure it out. You know, like, yeah. it's amazing that this is my wonderful body. It's, it's housed two children. And um, I have no idea what works and what doesn't work for my body. I'm just like, well, I should just keep eating. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, I didn't feel very good after seven margaritas. Well, I'll do it again next weekend. Like, you know, there's no um, middle ground for me. And there's no learning. And yet, this is my body. But as I am aging, and as I want to set a good example for my kids, and you know, as I'm thinking to myself, wow, no, that didn't feel good. Or, um, you know, my energy is low. That is something that I really gauge energy. my life in energy. It is the life force. And for me, if, if I do not have energy, my life does not function. Like I have to be working at a very high clip because of my job and the two kids that are so young and a very needy husband. You know, I just, <laughs> I have to be, you know, on level 10. And that's also where I like to be, you know, idling. But food is a resource for that. And there are things that work and things that don't. And that's what I'm starting to kind of pick apart health wise for me is I go, oh, wow, that really actually made me in a bad mood. Do you guys ever get that where you eat something and you go, oh, no. and then all of a sudden, maybe an hour later, I'm a raging bitch. Like, I'm just like, I'm in a bad mood. And you know what? Everyone's going to pay for it. And I don't know why did why am I? And I go, oh, because I ate a full donut with the icing and there was a topping cookie on top. And I was like, this is a great idea. And I consumed it and I'm not regretting that decision, but yet for some reason, my mood and attitude within an hour completely changes. you like, am I the only one that feels that? And I know Raina, you are very big into eggs and bacon, but um, Amanda, please tell me you've eaten a donut and <laughs> well, I think and, we've and, all... your, and your mood. I've eaten a donut before. Yeah. Know, like I've been with you while we eat donuts. lots of donuts. But do you, do you see what I, I'm using the donuts and I'm not picking on donuts because you guys, the minute that I touch down in Colorado, Raina and I will be donut. going to this, that donut shop that I, I was just oh my say, God, the three of us have actually eaten donuts together from that donut shop. So and we I'm don't not, hate I'm, donuts. I'm not bullying donuts, but it just was my one thing that I'm, I just kind of was picking on. But do you notice that your mood changes depending on what you eat? Absolutely. I can definitely notice. And I too am a big proponent of the energy that it, it makes me carry after the fact. Um, and never, by the way, I never carry guilt. I fucking hate in this culture where we call things we like guilty pleasures. Mm -hmm. It was with my divine choice, decision and voice that I ate, did, experienced whatever in my life why the fuck would I be guilty of choosing what I chose? I said what I said. I do not believe, we need to normalize not calling the things we like guilty pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, for that. but Amanda, have you always been like that? 
because I no, do know I that you always you have sway. So like, I, I, I think that that's a really great sentence to say, like, I'm not saying guilty pleasures ever again, but man, I'm not there yet. I can say for, with total transparency that no, I used to be like, have this guilt-free treat, or I made this guilt-free recipe, like sugar-free, like, carb-free. Sugar, yeah. <laughs> like as if it was part of the recipe card that guilt was omitted from the, the recipe list. And um, it has, like Raina said, taken a lot of connecting mind, body, energy, and all of those things together for me to acknowledge that I no longer subscribe to it. I've, I've, um, I have no regret of having used it because if I hadn't, then maybe I wouldn't be at this space in my life where I acknowledge how toxic my own participation in that language was. And that's up to me to own, but change moving forward, right? Like I'm not going to kill myself over what is done, but it can absolutely be a proponent for what I want to see in that change. And so I no longer believe that. And I think that unfortunately we get so caught up in the, yeah, you know, I, I had the pizza or we had the cake or th this weekend I went off the rails. Like, do you he hear that? Do you hear the vibration of that? It's like, but you chose that. It's okay to choose that. It's also okay to make changes if you didn't love how it made you feel like, Every, everything that comes from your decision-making process needs to also come with some sort of trust that it felt aligned in the moment. And then once you start to get so in tune with yourself, you even begin to know what feels aligned and what's just like you said, a choice that you're just making maybe out of boredom or emotional numbing or trauma that's from the past, right? Like I used to talking about, you know, sugar and all those things, that would be the number one thing I physically notice a difference in even today. But at the time, you know, maybe eight years ago when I was uh, going to bed with a candy drawer, literally beside my bed filled with all the cookies and treats that my students would give me on teacher appreciation week, or that I would get for like my birthday from my students. Like I'm to Ali, you know, it's just candies and cookies and cakes and chocolates and all these things. I would literally eat them from beside my bed while watching like Gossip Girl, like on oh, my, on my tummy. It would just be like on my tummy and I'd be Gossip Girl. So not only was I sedentary, but I wasn't dealing with my internal shit because I was too busy numbing out with binging TV and binging food. And that was a problem for me. And so there was nothing wrong with ever enjoying the treats, but what was wrong was not feeling my most lit up version of myself and the way it affected other things. So you know when your change is inevitable. You feel when literally your next chapter must begin. I really think that if you get quiet enough and you stop you know, using numbing tactics, get some help, read personal development books, turn, like go for a walk without the phone, like literally spend time with yourself I totally believe you can start to tell like what you just said, Ali, which is, you know, when your energy's high, you like to operate and vibrate at a certain place and you start to build that list of the things that don't equal that. And then you can edit, cut, add accordingly. Like you become this composer of whatever your musical is in a weird you, way. You know too much. That's you know the too thing much. is like, you we should all be in this like hunt for like the knowledge of like how we function because yeah. then that's when the mental clarity comes and the freedom comes in food yes. and all of the things because I how many times have we said we know too much so we're not going to do x y and z like we've said that in so many episodes and it's like the more you know about what you're eating and the more you know about how to move your body and the more you know about how to just be still the easier it's going to be for you to do it because you know too much 
Exactly. And that's, you you think about the way we've talked about social media as well. Like that's part of health and, and uh, I am an anxious person. So because I've gotten to know my anxious uh, tendencies, I know that if I'm feeling anxious, the answer is not on someone else's fucking Instagram stories. You both of you know that I love you to pieces and I don't watch your stories either. I don't go online to consume ever, period. If I want to know, I'll text or call you. I'll know my inner circle, what's going on with them, because I will have made the intentional time to connect with them on a phone call for a coffee date in person or FaceTime call. You know what I mean? And social media does- That's so hard for people to do, though. I was just going to say that. I was just- that I was going to say, you know, social media has made friendships easy and people lazy in the mm. friendship department. It has made, I, I really, I, st- you guys know, because I am a big, fr- if you're, if you're my friend, you're my friend, you're going to know about it, right? Like you're going to hear from me. I'm going to do those things, but I've actually, she will found- not leave you alone. <laughs> I will not leave you alone. I'm going to be up in your business, but it's funny because I have actually pulled away from that. Because I think, well, people don't want to hear from me all the time. You can see what I'm doing on social media. I know what you, I know what you're doing because I watch your stories, but I don't. And you don't know what I'm going through. No. And part of even like when we're talking about health and all this sort of stuff and uh, what we consume and energy, I feel that like community and connection and friendships is such a big part of health too. Oh, like yeah. you need just, and I'm not talking 40 people. I mean, I just need my trusted few that that I know I can rely on and that actually makes me feel very healthy and happy and energized and when my phone rings and I'm like oh my god it's Raina oh (laughs) what is happening here what's happening here what do we got what and it's Amanda and I got to go out and we have lunch and everything and we chatted and at the end of our lunch like you guys Amanda and I looked at each other and of course we FaceTimed Raina duh but Amanda and I were like man we need more time we just scratched the surface like yeah. it's never, it should never be enough time with your friends. Yeah. Right. And um, that is something like, you know, I think to myself, man, I do need to call more just to be like, Hey, what's going on? I know what's happening. And well, how many, how often are we holding things in? And then we hop on a zoom and all of us are crying. Right. Like that <laughs> happens most of the time because weekly that outlet, you know, at home, even though you have a loving family and nice kids and all of these things, it's like to have, and, and you don't get that on social media either. Right. We can check in. None of us know when we check in on everybody's stories, what they're really going through, like Ellie just said. So getting on the phone and actually talking to them, like, I think that's been the biggest outlet for me over Mm. these last couple of years has just been the ability to get on twice a week and be like, okay, we can't record today. Guess what happened? And everybody's just crying. You know what I mean? (laughs) Guess what happened this time? And we're all like, okay, all right, we're not recording today. What's happening? I just didn't realize how important that like getting it out. And I think I've discovered that through journaling too, right? Like just getting everything out where you're not holding everything in. That's Ugh. read read a book that's where disease happens so, <laughs> yes found it in a book found it's it com- a book. founded in a book communication right and being open yeah. and that's like sharing with your partner sharing with your friends sharing with you you know yourself yeah right? doing the journaling taking the time and I think that that's like kind of where I was going back when I when Raina was telling her story and I was like man you've got like you said a VIP look into what works and what doesn't now if I don't have that 
I need to do the work myself. And that's what I think so many women struggle with Mm -hmm. um, is, is really getting to know yourself. Well, I wanted to ask, like, I want to know, given that, you know, you have had a physical shift, you have had a physical transformation. It may not have been from like, as, as literally like figuratively and literally outside in, let's say as Reina of things now on the outside of her body, but you have had people on the inside of your body. You've grown human people and you've had to change from that over the last, I mean, we're almost pushing five for your oldest, you know, Um, like it just feels wild that that's even the number, but what, what has your biggest struggle been with food or mindset or fitness or doing like what Reina mentioned, which is the taking the introspective look to knowing what works for your body, what works for your mental health and what doesn't like, what does that look like for you going into motherhood? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I embraced motherhood. I was like, look at my belly. Look at this. This is great. I'm, I'm the most powerful woman. And it, then it completely uh, flipped my world upside down once the children were here. And again, mine are like Reina's very close together And, um, it was just a shift that took away freedom. It took away my identity, which I thought I knew myself so well. Well, I'm going to tell you, I had to relearn who I was, what I stood for, what I needed. And that has been a five-year process. Like it wasn't something that I held space for. I mean, I will never forget, um, God, it must've been two years ago where I was reading like Robin Sharma's the 5am club. And I was like, listen, if you're not up at 5am, you're not productive. Well, don't I was, talk to yeah, I don't talk. Come on guys. Like, uh, come on. Don't talk to me. Isn't that? Yeah. That's a TikTok now. Don't yep. talk to We're trending me. officially. Yeah, we are. Tre- <laughs> we need to do that one in a reel. And if you haven't seen those, they are so funny. Go on TikTok and waste your life away. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's funny because. I was not optimizing life like at all. And um, it took a lot of struggles. And like I was saying, I thought, okay, I need to be up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to journal and breathe, pull a card. I need to rub some crystals. Then I will do my physical exercise, drink 32 ounces of water. Life will be okay. No, my friends, I did not know myself. I was getting no sleep because I have two kids. Everybody was tantruming. I'm here up at 5 a.m. trying to like zen myself out. And that's not what I needed. Mama needed rest. Mama needed to be okay where she was. And to say where I am right now is totally okay. And I don't need to add a bunch of stuff. I didn't need to do anything extra. And slowly as my life shifted and I got therapy, (laughs) let's, let's be honest, Um, then I started to optimize who I was and I am a completely different person from the woman that these two met and, um, you know, things that I thought were very important to me, like the double decker donuts, uh, are still by choice coming into my life every now and again, but (laughs) they are not my comfy place, right. Where I did self-soothe with alcohol and, Um, some weed and a lot of food. And then I was like, how come nothing's changing? And I hate my life and na, 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 na. But you know, it's, it is truly about getting to know yourself and man, it is a long journey that doesn't need to be done in six months. No, and it can't be done in six months. It is Mm -hmm. a lifelong journey that we embark on and, and motherhood, we will have another part of uh, another episode dedicated totally to motherhood, but like this is something that doesn't go away after six months you don't arrive it is rent that's due daily 
And I think once I understood that, it helped me realize what to prioritize. So what would you say that you prioritize then now that you've kind of come out on the other side, you're in this really excellent place. Like you said, you're, you barely feel like the same person you were when we met you, you know, what things health wise are now that you know yourself so much better and you're not doing the shit that the book told you to, you're not doing the thing that that Instagram influencer said, no more checklists. What are like the top two health things Ali knows helps you feel your best? Number one is movement. And for me, it is outdoor movement. So I have to be pushing a boundary that makes me feel uncomfortable athletically. That is my number one. I had to get back to a place where I could do that. And I've kind of gotten back to there now, which is amazing. Number two is, is connection. Like I have to be connected and have like things on the calendar and know that things are coming up. And that's how COVID messed me up. I was like, there are no parties. And there's no <laughs> You really that. struggled in the beginning of COVID. I remember getting on and you're, you're just like, guys, I think in like two weeks, we're going to be like free. And then we can cut. And then it was like nine months later, we're still <laughs> in quarantine. <laughs> uh, yeah. You really struggled. I was on the struggle bus and, you know, again, that's just where I was uh, very hopeful. And here two years later, I'm like, Raina, we're going to say, Raina, two years later, literally two years later. (laughs) And, uh, but you know, like it's, it's even like friends that I have locally. I mean, Amanda lives, what, what was it? I think it's 15 minutes via bike. Yeah. Yeah. Via bike ride. I can get to Amanda fast. And I've seen her a handful of times and she lives down the street from me because it just hasn't panned out and it's been hard. And, and, but that is my number two is reconnecting, having things on the, the calendar, looking forward to connecting and uh, again, connecting with me. And that has been a really big game changer too. So I don't like powerful because look at the difference. One was checklists, crystals, and waking up at 5 a.m., all three of which you don't give a fuck about, but no. somebody online or a book told you you had to do it. And look at the two things you said are the most connected to you is getting outdoors, physically challenging yourself in nature, athletically, connectively. And the second is connection with community, your close people, being you know involved in, in your community and communion as a whole. That's so different. That is so fascinating that you say that because how many checklists are online of like the perfect morning routine, the perfect, yeah. this, the perfect, this, the perfect, this, and it's yeah. like, no, what do I need outside and freaking my friends? Okay. Yeah. yeah let's that's go it. That. That's yeah. it. And, and unfortunately the kids and Ben didn't even rank on that top two list. Like, I'm like listen, these are, the, these are <laughs> these I didn't are even think two. of that. I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. I was like, yeah. You know, oh, we have kids. Oh have yeah. Kids. <laughs> oh yeah. But, but imagine how optimal we will be working when we can schedule things that are yeah. so fun and like, Raina's flying into town and we're going here and, and, you know, different friends are showing up. And just for me, that is great. But I also will tell you that when I leave that fun, I look forward to the breath by myself now. Sure. Where I didn't, I used to just backlog fun after fun after fun. And I was like, man, my life, everything's just so fun. And I would be like depleted, but, um, you know, like I, I love a good, you know, girls trip and then a recovery period after now. So like, that is a great thing. And just starting to get to know yourself. Like that is such a fun process that didn't interest me 
early in life, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know myself, move on. Uh, but, you know, as I am aging gracefully, <laughs> I am loving getting to know myself. So that is really fun. Oh, I can't, I can't say enough how wonderful it has been for me. And I'm sure Raina too, to just watch you get to this space. It's been such a journey for you, both physical and, you know, emotional, but mentally, it sounds like it's like leaps and bounds, like a whole other realm universe, like knowing exactly what you need instead of looking externally to find answers about you. I think that's something that was um, a pretty big thing for me too, was just realizing that all of these things that we struggle with when it comes to health, prioritizing it and finding what's fulfilling for us isn't something you are going to find by asking a friend. It's not something you're going to find by searching on Google. And it sure shit is not going to be something you find by scrolling TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest. Like at the end of the day, those checklists, those things that people create are, are offerings and suggestions and ideas, but they're not your guidebook. You, you are your guru and you know what that is. So, you know, take the time, like we asked each other, you know, three questions here today is what's your biggest struggle with health? How do you prioritize your health now that you've figured out that struggle? And what's the most fulfilling aspect of your health now that you sort of reach that space? And one, don't feel bad if you don't have the answers yet, but maybe take this episode as just again, another offering to say, could you get quiet to figure out what matters to you when it comes to your health? What can you change? Or what are you loving that you should just keep doing more of because it feels good and that's part of health as well. And we will definitely follow up with more about these kind of like mini three-part interview series with the three of us um, and chat a little bit about motherhood as we go into another episode and relationships within another. But for now, be sure to share this with a friend. Um, let them know that, you know, health has all sorts of different looks and it's not one size fits all. And if there's anything that resonated with you that made you think of someone, then we would love it if you could pass it along and hit subscribe on either um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you catch your favorite podcasts. And we're super, super glad to be one of them. So we'll see you next time for Let's Put the Rad and Radical.